Hi, and welcome to the Relatives to Reality podcast. I am one of your hosts, Deb Thibodeau. Also joining me on this venture as a co-host is my nephew, Steve O'Keefe, hence the relative part of the podcast name. Since we are in two different states, we have taken this social distancing to a whole new level. Steve is joining me from New York, and I am in Florida. This is an opinion podcast about today's events coming from two different generations, two different states, and a male and female point of view. Welcome to the Relatives to Reality podcast. I'm Steve O'Keefe, and I am here with my aunt, Deb. How are you Hey, doing? hello. Good. How are you? I am doing fine uh, on this rainy day and perfect time for a podcast. As usual, let's jump right into it. The talk of the town has to do with the monuments coming down, a removal of uh, of history and historical context. We, we kind of segued from our last podcast into this. And so I wanted to get into uh, how it started with Confederate statues and went into non-Confederate statues for Revolutionary War heroes and patriots, and what it also led to in terms of modern-day removal of historical context and, and pop culture. And let me start with one of the first statues that came down during all this was in Nashville, Tennessee. And this comes from the AP. Around the ends of May, protesters in Tennessee's capital set fires inside and outside a courthouse Saturday night in Topital's statue of a former state lawmaker and newspaper publisher who espoused racist views. Now, this guy's name was Edward Carmack, and he was a big time racist out of Nashville. He was a senator out of Nashville. The mob uh, ended up tearing down the statue and setting fire inside a courthouse. This is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. What are your thoughts, Antep, on this? Set a fire to the statue in a courthouse. That's destroying not only the statue, but other property. Yep, there's no words for it. We are now getting into incidents of mob rule. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy comes from the early 20th century, and he was not one of the best representations of America. And he actually went after someone that was a civil rights pusher and uh, hero. I think her name was Iba Wells. He was very bad to her. I understand the mindset in this, but... You have to use the very democracy that we push in the, from our republic, and that would be to vote on the removal of this. Right. I was going to say there are proper ways of going about this, and they can tear down all the statues they want. It's not going to erase our history. Being that it may, it's not good. We as Americans have a checkered past, but we learned by it. And no matter how many statues you deface, you burn down, you tear down, it doesn't take away our history. No, it doesn't. And in fact, it actually has the opposite effect. They also took down uh, another Confederate statue of Albert Pike, who served in the Civil War. He was on mm -hmm. the Confederate side. This comes from Fox News. Protesters toppled the only statue of a Confederate general, Albert Pike, in the nation's capital and set fire to it. President Trump has called for the people involved in tearing down the statue to be arrested. We have two issues here that we're getting into, ladies and gentlemen, and that's the historical context of the statues and the manner in which people are going about to take it away. They're tied. They're tied together because 
if you aren't using the very democratic means to get rid of them, which would be a vote, right? And so a vote of local municipalities means people get together, they exchange ideas back and forth, and then the the best idea wins in terms of the ballot box. Well, what does that say where we are as a country that we're not doing that anymore? Now, I've heard from the left and from Democrats say, well, a lot of these government bodies are taking up the vote to have them taken down. And what I say to that is Democrats aren't taking up votes in the House for the Republicans in our federal government. That doesn't mean Republicans get to go around and burn things and tear them to the ground because Democrats aren't taking things up to vote like better tax cuts for the American people. You don't right. get to do that. That That is anarchy. That is in one form anarchy and in another form fascism. You picking and choosing what laws to follow while the other side doesn't get to do that. There are two issues going on here, and those issues are, one, the historical context of the statues and whether they should be removed because people feel offended. But the second and most important facet of this is the manner in which they're coming down. And I think they are directly related because if you don't have an appreciation for historical context, you're probably not going to have appreciation for the constitutional republic you have, right? So if you don't understand why we have a constitutional republic, which prevents mob rule, you're going to not know that mob rule is being used to tear down historical context. They go hand in hand. And so if you're, a if you're a Democrat and you're saying, hey, they're not taking this up to vote in municipalities, what I say to that is vote out the people not taking it up to vote. Because in our government on Capitol Hill of Washington, D.C., the Republicans don't get to burn things down because Democrats are not taking up policies to vote for that the Republicans want in the House. So right. you, can't ha you can't have it both ways. You, you have to accept the fact how democracies work. You have to accept the fact of how a republic works. And you are going against the very own principles that you espouse. The left and Democrats say they want popular vote for a federal election. That's how Donald Trump won, right? He lost the popular vote. So we want a popular vote. Well, now you're against a popular vote in a local municipality and you're using mob rule and violence to destroy mm -hmm. property. Right. Yeah, there's ways of going about it. And just because the snowflake crowd is offended by it, if I could tell you how many times I was offended by something, you know what? <laughs> There'd be a lot of arguments because like a TV show, you don't like it, change the channel. You don't like a statue, walk past it. Don't pay attention to it. If I can count to you how many times on two hands that I've been offended by things, I just move on. I don't have to pay attention to it. It's not part of my life. I just go on about my day and it is what it is. Yeah. You're getting away with doing this. So they're going to continue to do this. Correct. As we're seeing in these articles, another article from Fox, Fox News, not, not Fox, with a V, more of a left-wing outlet, monuments celebrating the former Confederate States of America and its defense of slavery have been torn down or marred regularly since protests began. Earlier, protests in Montgomery, Alabama, took down a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee outside of a high school named after him. So this goes to show what we're saying. The left likes to say, and Democrats like to say, and I, I want to be fair here, the right can be snowflakey as well. People on the right 
right can look at something and become outraged and become very offended. The difference between the left and the right in terms of being a snowflake, though, is the right tries to make an argument of why they're offended and leave it at that. The left, as we're seeing now with these statues, take it beyond being offended. Instead of it being, hey, I'm offended, empathize with my offense, right? They're saying, destroy the very thing that's offending me. Instead of trying to put in some sort of context, they're saying, destroy the thing offending me. Robert E. Lee was the leading Confederate general that came out of Virginia, said he didn't like slavery, but he also loved the South and he was conflicted. And if you don't have statues telling us the story of someone like Robert E. Lee, who was number one generals of all time in terms of how he fought on the battlefield. Say what you want about him. I disagree what he did. I hate the Confederacy. But you need some sort of context of what our past is and where we came from and built on. You're right, Steve. I have an article here that I don't believe it's all about the statues. This one statue in Philadelphia, it's now this story is coming from the National Review. Protesters have defaced the statue of Philadelphia abolitionist Mathis Baldwin, dousing it with paint and spray painting the word colonizer on the pedestal. Now, it also states that it, it was not immediately clear if the protesters were part of an organized group such as Antifa. The graffiti has been since cleaned off the statue. The statue itself stands outside Philadelphia City Hall. Now, Mathis Baldwin was moved Philadelphia from New Jersey at age 16 and rose from an apprenticeship at a local jeweler to establish a successful business manufacturing train locomotives. Baldwin argued for the right of African Americans to vote in Pennsylvania during the state's 1837 Constitutional Convention and helped establish a school for African American children where he paid teachers salaries for years. He hired blacks in his shops when that was not the norm. He was Black Lives Matter before there was a slogan. So you tell me why they went after this statue. It's not about the statues. No, it's not. It's not about the statues. And if anything that displays their ignorance of history, they're in a, a tough jam with that statue. Because that and, stat- and, and you know it, Steve, and, and this is true. I just want to get this one word in. Is the irony of vandalizing a monument to those who died to end slavery is lost on the morons who don't know their history. That says it right there. Exactly. If your argument is historical context doesn't matter because we have to put where our framework is or where our heads are today, then you're going to destroy those statues and not know where they came from. How did we get here? Why was his statue up? Because of the Robert E. Lees, right? His statue was up because he was against the tide of his time. There were white people at the time being lynched next to black people. A lot of people don't know who John Brown is. So they would like to end slavery. Yes. John Brown was a preacher, a very radical Christian who came from the North and believed in freeing the slaves so much. And he thought it came from the Bible that we should free the slaves. He marched down, rode down with his family and instigated a gunfight with people in the South. And that was one of the powder kegs. That was one of the things that instigated the Civil War. 
A lot of people don't know who John Brown is. He was a white man that was fighting for freeing black slaves. And if we are going to tarnish history, if we're going to destroy it, we're going to go beyond repeating it. We're going to repeat it even worse with the technology mm-hmm. we have today. Exactly. I mean, I have another article here coming from Politico where a fire burned for a time at the headquarters of the United Daughters of the Confederacy, a group responsible for erecting many Confederate statues and fighting their removal. The building, too, was covered in graffiti. Okay? And we're going to get into this with another incident in the show. That shows to you that that was on private property. I, I don't agree with the United Daughters of the Confederacy. I don't believe in the Confederacy. I don't believe in what they, they stand for in their principles. But what I do believe in is A, historical context, and B, private property. Because the mm-hmm. left and Democrats have been trying to say, well, this is regulated and delegated to things on public property. That was not on public property. That is private property. And so everywhere you go with their excuses, right, Just it's just going to be Confederate statues. Well, you just showed, nope, they just went after an abolitionist statue in Philadelphia. Well, it's just on public property. Nope, I just showed you it's on private property. And there's other incidents of things being destroyed or attacked on private property. So what is the left and what are the Democrats' principles here? What do they really believe? I don't know, but... (laughs) I don't know either, Steve. I believe this is just to start chaos because every time during an election, this stuff has to start. That's what I believe. I don't disagree. And... um, We have evidence here. I'm going to run through this real quick of how Trump actually predicted this. Okay. He he predicted this back in 2017, ladies and gentlemen. This was around the time I didn't like Trump. The actions of the left had now kind of pushed me towards him. Again, I don't know if I'm going to vote for him, but I'm getting closer to choosing maybe I am. And this is why. In 2017, Trump made this statement. This week, it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson is coming down. I wonder... Is George Washington next week and is Thomas Jefferson the week after? You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Now, that was a press conference back in 2017 from Trump. Here are some of the headlines from the mainstream press, i.e. more of the left-wing press. This is from the Chicago Tribune. No, in fact, removing the statue, Robert E. Lee, doesn't put us on a slippery slope. This is from NBC News. 2017. Statues of Washington Jefferson aren't next, but it's complicated. The historian said, the president can raise the slippery slope argument, but it's a false slippery slope, said Kevin Levin, a Boston-based historian who specializes in American Civil War history. And finally, this comes from John Oliver, the comedian that has a talk show on HBO. He does not like the president. This is what he said in 2017. The argument is that taking these statues down obliterates history. First, monuments are not how we record history. Books are. Museums are. Ken Burns' 12-part miniseries are. Statues are how we glorify people. And yet the president seems considered that tearing down statues leads to a slippery slope. Well, Aunt Zeb, I think you got a few stories for us that prove that President Trump was right and all these leftists and Democrats were wrong. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The proof is in the pudding, so they say. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There's the proof. We got you the proof, ladies and gentlemen. This is not about statues. This is about chaos. And uh, it led to 
non-Confederate statues being torn down. You said the the Baldwin one. You definitely have some more examples. Uh, Yes, I do. Here's an article from CNN. A crowd of protesters gathered around a statue of George Washington in Portland and lit a fire on its head before pulling it to the ground. Photos and video from the scene showed that the statue was spray painted with genocide colonists. You're on native lands, BLM and Big Floyd presumably referring to George Floyd, who died last month at the hands of the Minneapolis police. 2017. That, that he wouldn't be surprised, right, that he, they didn't go after Washington statue. And Jefferson. And Jefferson, which I have another article here. <laughs> Show us what you have, Aunt There's Again in Portland, tore down the statue of Thomas Jefferson. Surprise, surprise. Outside a high school that was named after him, according to the report. The teardown came about during a March organized by Rose City Justice to protest police brutality. At one of the demonstrations in weeks following the death of George Floyd, while in the custody of the Minneapolis Police Department. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. John Oliver, you were wrong. NBC News, you were wrong. Chicago Tribune, you were wrong. And I think you guys should be making corrections of where you were wrong. This is a big thing to be wrong on. Yes, it's a big thing to be wrong on. And let me tell you, that story came from Fox News. CNN covering it, Fox News covering it, both sides covering it. And I I just want to get into a little bit of historical context here for people. Washington and Jefferson were not perfect people. But what they formed, what they created, the documents that Thomas Jefferson created were arguably the best documents that mankind has created, period. He created the documents and George Washington carried out the documents by being the first president, by being our best general that ever existed, beating the number one army at the time in the world, the British. And he did so with grit. He did so with guile. He had black men in his regiment. And people don't know this. And people also don't know that George Washington struggled with the idea of slavery. And he freed his slaves on his deathbed, something unheard of at the time. Thomas Jefferson also wanted to free his slaves, but he was in debt. And in the state of Virginia, in which he resided, you can't free your slaves when you're in debt. That was a law back then. Well, why don't they go after, I don't know, the state of Virginia, what they could do to the actual state, but the law at the time. This is the way people lived. At that time, not saying it was right, but this is our past. Why are we going after our past? Things have changed. Things have changed because they fought for a Bill of Rights. Right. They fought for that stuff. So this stuff could not continue. Self-corrected, yes. And, And a Bill of Rights that the rest of the world has essentially derived their governments based out of. And so... Why would you destroy the very people that created the self-correction mechanism that eliminated slavery, that eliminated Jim Crow, and got us to the point of the first black American president in 2008? By the way, that first black president, who I disagreed with on policy, but I was proud. I was proud that we had gotten this far as a country. And that first black president was against gay marriage. And are we going to go back... 30 years from now, 20 years from now, maybe even tomorrow, and start tearing down Barack Obama statues because he was against the rights of gay individuals to get married, of lesbians to get married, of trans people to get married. Where does it end? 
where does it begin and who gets to decide? Mm -hmm. That's the questions we need to be asking ourselves because the very people that you look up to today may be next on the chopping block into the dustpans of history. That's a very slippery slope. I mean, that, that slippery slope went to, I'm looking on here, we got another abolitionist thrown down. This comes from Forbes. Protesters in Wisconsin drew condemnation late on Tuesday after tearing down the statue of abolitionist Hans Christian Hegg, smashing windows at the state house and assaulting a state senator, marking a departure from the previous demonstrations targeting symbols of colonialists and Confederate figures. Here we are. Not only did they take down an a- another abolitionist statue or desecrated it, used violence by destroying windows and assaulting a state senator. So here we have the merging of violence to destroy historical context and not using democracy, voting, and persuasion. So you are for the violence to keep slavery. You are for slave owners using violence to hold people down. But now you're for violence getting rid of statues that makes you an anarchist or a fascist. You are not a person of principle. We have another story here from the Hill. Hill, yep. Protesters in San Francisco on Friday toppled down the statue of former President Grant, who led the Union Army during the Civil War in Golden Gate Park. San Francisco police said that approximately 400 people gathered around 8 p.m. to take down the statue. Though no arrests were made, according to NBC Bay Area, also torn down in the park on Friday were the statues of St. Junipero, Sierra and Francis Scott Key, who wrote the lyrics to the Spanthar Single Banner. Which is our national anthem, ladies and gentlemen. And, and if you don't know who Ulysses S. Grant was the leader of the union that beat the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. And the left and Democrats are trying to say, well, he had a slave. Get this. Someone gifted him a slave as a present. He hated it so much that they, he was able to free that slave. Because, again, we... We just showed you with Washington and Jefferson, there's laws on the books that prevent you from freeing slaves back then. So you had to find the process in which to free them or else if they got captured and it wasn't within the system with paperwork that that person was free, what do you think the government is going to do with that slave? So here he is, gifted a slave, gets rid of him, then takes the union and defeats the Confederacy to free Thousands of slaves across the South. And you're tearing down his statue? This is totally about something else. It is. And and I think it's clear to say, and you probably both agree, let's get it out there. This Mm -hmm. is about destroying the fabrics of America that have interwoven into us. And the far left, okay? And I want to make sure... I use qualifiers. I I do make that mistake. This isn't all Democrats. This isn't all leftists. If you disagree with this, I would advise you to look to our side on the right and say, maybe that's the side I should be on right now. Because I know everyone on the left and in the Democrat Party do not agree with what's going on. And it's getting worse and it's spreading and it's growing. And you need to take a stand now because... You know, they're going to start taking out very things that you cherish very soon. Mm -hmm. And so you have to understand fabric, the history of America. That is an idea that we can govern ourselves. And Grant believed in that. 
That's why he wanted to allow black Americans, African Americans, taken by force from their continent, brought over here as property, and he believed in freeing them so they could set the course of their own lives. And he put his life on the line. Because mm-hmm. Lincoln, who are ne- they're now going after his statue as well, Lincoln was killed over it. So Grant was putting his life on the line just like Lincoln was. And Grant was the head of Reconstruction after Lincoln was assassinated. Where is this coming from? If you're on the left and you disagree with us, because I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I, I know most people on the right listening to us, they agree. I'm trying to reach out for people that are trying to get into our frame of reference. And I don't know where you're coming from for destroying the guy that freed the slaves. I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's because it's being led by people that are anti-American. I'm sure you agree with that, Anton. Oh, absolutely. Again, what year is it, Steve? 2020. (laughs) I'm hoping it's 2021 very soon because we got... I know, we had a really shitty 2020. Hot pandemic, killer bees. I mean, uh, now this. No, what I I meant by that is what year is it? It's an election year. Oh, yeah. I wonder what our October surprise is going to be. Look what's happened in the first six months. I mean, this October surprise is really going to be an October surprise. I know. (laughs) Any one of these stories over the last 200 plus years of our existence as a country would be a monumental. What can top what's going on now? I don't know. I'm sure they'll figure something out. (laughs) (laughs) They'll either figure something out or just make it up. So. As we saw, Trump was right about that slippery slope. The left and Democrats and media were wrong. People were defending the Confederate statues not being torn down because historical context, right? And to prevent a slippery slope. Because then they went into all the stories we just brought up. And I wanted to say all that stuff, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As I always say, love you, just like we love our family members and friends. This is just disagreements and thoughts and perspectives. And we hope that you join us again for the next podcast. Thank you for tuning into Relatives to Reality. If you like our podcast, please share with your friends and family and also subscribe so you will never miss an episode. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Relatives to Reality.